Welcome everyone to Higher Journeys. I am your host, Alexis Brooks. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I kind of had a bit of an epiphany as I was preparing uh, for our next guest, Ms. Barbara Lamb, well-known, world-renowned ET contact researcher and regression therapist. I want to speak with Barbara about a phenomenon that I am going to call switched off. This very, very anomalous aspect of the contact phenomenon in which a being or a set of beings have the ability to switch off certain individuals that may be in close proximity to an individual that they'd like to take. How are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And what does this tell us about the true nature of time and space as we understand it? So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. Switched off with Barbara Lamb. Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. What a pleasure and an honor to have on once again. I say once again, it's Barbara Lamb, probably been a couple of years since you've graced our presence. And I'm delighted that you're here today. I'm delighted, journeyers, that Barbara is joining us. We've talked about many things over the years, but there's something that kind of came to me, Barbara, uh, just not that long ago, maybe within the hour as I prepared with copious notes for a conversation. I had an epiphany, throw the notes away. I want to focus on this. Now, Barbara, you have regressed upwards of 5,000 or more individuals since what, 1991, I believe. You've seen a lot of things. You've heard a lot of stories through regression. But there's a phenomenon. I don't know that there's a name, Journeyers, for this I'm calling it the switched off phenomenon. This is a phenomenon in which beings or a a being or beings will come into a room, perhaps maybe if it's an office setting and wanting to take an individual, but freezing, literally shutting down everyone else in the individual's proximity, literally freezing time, Barbara. This is quite fascinating to me. And I figured we would spend our time really digging into this idea what this is, how they're doing it, and uh, what you've learned throughout uh, all of these regressions in that regard. So again, welcome. Thank you. Well, it's very, very typical that the when the extraterrestrials come to a person, uh, that they make it so that the person is not aware um, sometimes from the very beginning, sometimes the person is switched off. In other words, not aware of even anything happening in their room um, or anybody being there or a light coming in the room or anything. In other words, they're switched off right from the very beginning of the experience. And sometimes um, when they come, they switch off the other person who might be in the room. Mm -hmm. In other words, somebody might be sleeping in the bed with somebody, and that person is completely not aware of the experience at all. And yet the person who's going to be taken uh, might be aware for Oh, several moments, usually not much more than that. Uh, so, and then that person is switched off too. And, and they're taken and have a whole 
experience with lots of detail in it, and yet the person is not consciously aware of that. So that's what the beings do, uh, because I think that they know that we get very, very frightened uh, by beings coming into the room. Um, some people are not frightened, but most people are. And, and they get very reactive. And the beings know that when we are taken, uh, we do get very reactive. And often uh, people will sort of flail out and, and kick and punch and, you know, everything uh, because they, they don't really want to be taken. Uh, even if they're having good experiences with the beings, that just seems to be a typical reaction of people. So it happens individually like that when a person is in the room with somebody else or even people in the house at <clears throat> nearby, uh, they are switched off out of conscious mm. awareness too. But it can also happen in larger settings. In other words, a person uh, could be at a party. I know of a situation like this where a young woman, college student, was in a party in somebody's home and the beings landed across the street from that home and came in uh, into the house uh, through the front door, even though the front door was closed in that case, and came into the room where the party was and switched off everybody in the party. So that means that one person was picking up a beer and was sort of stopped right there as if frozen in place. Another mm -hmm. person was, was smoking a cigarette and that person stopped. Another person was turning on some music and was stopped right there and other people doing various things. And, uh, Everybody in the room, including the person who was taken for that experience, everybody was just paused, just like putting on the pause button right. and, <clears throat> and remained that way right through the whole experience. So then the, the person uh, was switched off and was taken out again through the closed door and had the experience and oh maybe um, an hour or so maybe two hours uh, was brought back again through the closed door and uh, sat down in the room where she had been taken from and and then the beings left and everybody came back into consciousness. And one person in the room noticed that, oh, it was time to go home. Where did the time go? How did it fly that fast? 
that he must have been having a great time <laughs> <laughs> because the time was uh, going by so quickly. Anyway, that was a case of a whole group being switched off as well as the person who was taken for that encounter. And I know of another situation too, um, where um, the person who was taken was working in a very large um, room. It was an insurance company in, in the city. And um, so they were all working away busily as usual. And then um, the elevator opened and three beings came in, switched everybody off and took the woman for the whole experience. And that lasted for, oh, maybe about an hour and a half or even two in that case. And then they brought her back and put her back in her cubicle in the office where she had been working. And, and then the beings left and everybody came back into conscious awareness. And she looked at her watch and she thought, wow, I must have dozed off or something because it's a couple of hours later. And then she began to hear the person in the cubicle next to her saying, wow, the time really flew by today. It's, it's just about time to go home. And, and other people were getting up and leaving and going by her cubicle and saying, wow, <clears throat> I've never had an afternoon go by so quickly as this. So they were all switched off and then switched back on again, and, and life went on. Right. So it's amazing that the beings have a way of doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Without even touching the person, uh, they just do it from, um, uh, you know, a distance. It could be several feet, or it could be, oh, 20 or 30, 40 feet, away, they switch them all off. And we don't know how they do that. No. Well, That's this is another kind of physics, obviously, that they're employing. But if yeah. I may just ask a question, because the, the, there's so much detail, there are so many questions to be asked. I, I think the first question I'll ask is, how common has this been in all the regressions you've done where something, some semblance of this has come out? I mean, I have heard of cases of maybe uh, an individual with their husband or wife in the bed and right. the uh, the partner will be, can't be aroused, can't be uh, woken up. So That's I would, I, that you would call that a form of switching off. But I mean, you're really talking about Definitely. something where people are being frozen in time and space, literally. Right. And you yeah. have to wonder how, what's the radius of, you know, were people across the street switched off? Was everybody switched off for that period of time? What what other pieces of information or clues have you been able to, to gather from these sorts well, of things? Well, that's a good uh, question. Uh, I do know uh, with one person who came to me that uh, she was on the beach uh, with a group of people right there by her. And then, of course, a whole beach full of people. And uh, the switching off happened. 
and she was taken right there from her blanket on the beach. And um, apparently everybody else was switched off too, uh, because when she was brought back, uh, nobody came up to her and, and said, we saw something unusual. We saw, we saw a ship or we saw, you know, beings. Um, so apparently they were switched off too. So that implies that the switching off can happen over a really large territory. Mm -hmm. This, this sort of anomaly, and I say anomaly, this is, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah, really causes one to question, Barbara, the nature of time and space. Oh, we've heard does. talk about this before that we could be living in perhaps some form of simulation, a construct that has the ability to be switched literally on and off or shifted. We've heard of parallel timelines. All of these things come into play when we're when we're talking about a phenomenon like this, that there is some <laughs> intelligence that has the ability forgive the term using switch so much to literally switch reality on and off it at a whim. What, right. what are the implications of this? Well, it's just a remarkable thing. Um, I don't think people have that ability. I've never heard of people doing such a thing, but so you see these beings have so many remarkable abilities. You know, it's, it's very, commonly known by people who pay attention to this sort of thing that they come right through a wall yes and they come <clears throat> they take the person right through the wall and float them up through space and into the U UFO and the person is not harmed in that process at all in fact, I had that happen once to me, uh, taken right through the wall. And another time, uh, well, that time, the first time I was taken up through where two walls uh, meet the ceiling, that mm -hmm. kind of a corner mm -hmm. of the room. And, uh, and, when I was regressed to get the details of that experience, um, what I felt going through the wall was nothing. I felt absolutely felt nothing. nothing. No sensation whatsoever. Didn't feel the wall, the corner, uh, or anything. So that means I was really deeply switched off to not feel that. And how they do that, we have no idea. Um, I think it is kind of a sense of disassembling yes. all the molecules yes. of our body. And I had an experience like that in Egypt, that feeling of, of all the particles of my body separating, like all floating around, but separating. And that experience was not an abduction experience. That was an experience of being with a group of people in, in the basement of the second 
of the three great pyramids. And where I was with a group of people, all we were all in a separate cubicle, and we were all chanting the Om chanting. And the chanting went on for quite a while. And um, and that got us into an altered state of consciousness. And in that altered state of consciousness, still during the channeling, I felt all the particles of my body just separating as if floating independently. And yet I was still able to do the chanting. And it was a wonderful experience, a remarkable experience. I had never experienced anything like that before or since. And I had never even heard of anything like that before. But it was happening. <clears throat> I think it had a lot to do with the energy of that pyramid. Sure. And also the uh, doing the Om chant for sure, because that can get you into a really deep Absolutely. Of consciousness. The very different than our everyday awareness. So yeah. that was <clears throat> a magnificent experience of, of and I was thinking of it in terms of dissembling. Mm -hmm. My body was dissembling. <clears throat> and that's why. It seemed like all the particles were separated from each right. other. Two qu two questions for you. Were the other people that were with you in the pyramid at the time, did they have a similar experience or were you the only one? No. You, oh, interesting. Okay. So my second question is, do you recall if this occurred after you were taken through the wall where you were perhaps disassembled or was it before, if you recall? If you're enjoying this episode, along with all of the subjects that we cover here on Higher Journeys, then I invite you to join our members only community on Patreon, where we go even deeper into the conversations with the guests that you know and love. Not only does your membership ensure that we can keep this work going and growing, but you'll also get immediate access to our exclusive after shows. Get up close and personal with the guests of the show, along with many other member perks. So click on the link below to join now or visit higherjourneys.com where you'll find the Patreon link. We'll see you on the journey. Thanks. I think it. I was dissembled as I was going through the wall. Right. But did that experience where you went through the wall, did that happen before the chanting and feeling your molecules? That event, did that happen before or after? if you recall. In other words, the, during, the, during the chanting in the pyramid that happened during that experience. No, I, I understand. But yeah. let's see if I can phrase it a little bit differently. You had an encounter at one point in which you were taken through a wall. Is that correct? Right. Okay. That was at a certain time. The incident in the pyramid, do you recall if that happened after the incident of your being taken through the wall? Oh, <clears throat> no, the experience in Egypt in the pyramid happened years before. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the, where I was going with that, Barbara, is it could there be some connection in your 
you were the only one that had that sensation. But then again, you have also been taken through a wall. There are probably some other uh, encounters maybe that you're not conscious of in which this, this process of disassembling atoms and molecules, being able to go through quote unquote solid objects, you're probably more familiar with than you consciously realize um, well, I so. do know of another experience that I had um, walking through the hallway in my house. And uh, in that case, I was taken up. I did like swooshed way up through the ceiling and through the second floor and through the roof and out into the air and then up in the air. And all of this came through a regression as well. I knew um, that something strange was happening Mm -hmm. because as I walked through that hallway, uh, I suddenly felt like I couldn't move any further through the hallway. In other words, I could move my body, but I couldn't move through something. It seemed, seemed like an invisible shield or something, an invisible wall that I couldn't walk through. And and then I was just, as I say, swooshed upwards through the ceiling, through the second floor, through the roof, and out into the air and continued to be drawn upwards. And I didn't see anyone pulling me up like that. If it's just sort of like an invisible magnet. Yeah. Right up. Very unusual experience. And then into a craft. Into a craft. Yes. This is all of these things. This is fantastic information, Barbara. Thank you so much. And and like I said, I I really felt like we needed to sort of hone in on some of the more mind-boggling aspects to this phenomenon. The whole thing is mind-boggling because there's still so many questions. But I think one of the reasons why I'm so intrigued by this kind of conversation is because people are experiencing things that they don't necessarily frame within the ET contact um, phenomenon. But particularly lately, I'm hearing of more and more people talking about anomalies of time seeing repeating numbers. You know that we've done quite a few shows. I'm talking to the audience on um, that phenomenon and what what may be behind that. We're trying to understand how reality works and our place in it. Mm-hmm. And perhaps one of the goals of some of the beings is to show us what is possible or what we're really living in, not what we think, not what we think at all. Perhaps we do have the ability to do these things because we're noticing more of them. What do you think? Well, I don't think anybody that I've ever heard of uh, has the ability to switch people off. No. Or take them. No, no. (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe somebody does, but I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never heard of people doing any of the things that the beings do like how how do they come here they must go through the wall too i mm-hmm. mean people will often would be sleeping at night and um and they will 
suddenly see somebody there and all the doors of the house are locked and maybe the window is even closed in the room, but suddenly they're there. That's right. So they not only take us through the wall, but they, they apparently go through the wall themselves. And a very interesting thing is that many people, especially children, uh, say that a being has come out of the closet mm-hmm. in right. their room. Mm-hmm. Now, why the closet, I don't know. Uh, maybe somehow, mysteriously, um, a closet is some kind of portal right. Right. that they come through. And uh, But usually... Uh, when a person is an adult and the beings come through, as far as I know, they they don't come through the closet, but nevertheless, they're in the room. And it's like um, many people feel that a light comes into mm-hmm. the room. They may be sleeping at night and suddenly they're awake and they're noticing that a very bright light is coming into the room and then they notice that there are beings in the room that they have come in somehow also and on other occasions uh, sometimes people will see little lights flying around the room that's their first awareness Mm -hmm. and they might be a whole bunch of lights flying all around the room or it might be one orb a lighted orb Mm -hmm. around the room and then that seems to morph into the beings as if the beings have come out of that orb of light Right. Of the orb gets bigger <laughs> mysteriously, and then the beings can come out of it and be in the room. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. that's that's something that, as far as I know, no people know how to do that sort of thing. Right. It's certainly it's not being initiated or originated from 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 humans. However, I, I as you say that, Barbara, it makes me think when individuals are taken by the beings and levitated or you know brought through not only I've heard of not only through walls but through ceilings through windows oh yes you you wonder if perhaps they're acclimating us to something that they know we do have the ability to do it doesn't mean that we're doing it readily it's just like we're not readily telepathically communicating with uh, each other and yet how many times have we heard that the communication that exists between humans and the non-humans are telepathic, which means we have the capacity to do that as well. So do you think there's a teaching component to all of this, not just showing us what they can do, but what we may be able to do? They may be. And I think the example of telepathy is is a really good one uh, because when the people are on the craft, uh, the the beings can talk to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, they can t- 
teach them. They can they can keep it up for a long time on the craft. A long time meaning, you know, half an hour, hour, mm-hmm. maybe more in some cases, uh, because a lot of people are taught on the when they're on the craft. They're taught and uh, taught uh, Skype psychic skills mm-hmm. and um, taught um, a whole lot of things about yeah. how to do uh, many different processes that we tend to not do here on earth. And that talking goes on telepathically. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think it's very interesting, and this has happened in many of the regressions, that a person will be lying on a table and maybe some examinations are going on or maybe maybe even some healing is going on and the beings will talk to them telepathically and the person understands what they're saying Mm -hmm. yes And, and not only that but sometimes a person will be um, examined or poked or probed or whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, or maybe even being healed with light, and the person will wonder, what are they doing? And I will say, would you like to know what they're doing? And the person will say, yes. And I will say, well, you can ask the beings what they're doing. You can ask out loud or you can ask in your mind Mm -hmm. and they will understand you. And so they go ahead and do that and they get an answer telepathically from the beings because the beings don't speak out loud. And, And then they repeat to me what the beings have said. So yes, you're right that mm. that we do actually have the ability to do telepathy, but yes. we don't go around doing that. We uh, don't know that they have that ability. Yeah, and yet it seems that these things, uh, Barbara, somehow seep through. Uh, you know, with people's experiences, uh, I'm hearing from so many people that are starting to talk about these things that they're, you know, we frame them as synchronicities when they're thinking of an individual and the individual calls, but you wonder what process is actually going on there. And we're talking about energy and frequency and vibration as, as, uh, as, um, Nikolai Tesla so famously talked about, if you want to know the mysteries of the universe or the secrets of the universe, We're employing these things, perhaps not even realizing that we are. And so as we try to bring meaning to why we're interacting with these beings, as you well know, for so many years, this could be one of the whys that they're teaching us, you know, uh, not just showing us what they can do, but showing us what we can eventually do. Oh, they they do a lot of teaching Mm. with some people. In some instances, uh, I mean, people have reported um, learning uh, not only telepathy, but uh, learning a whole variety of 
psychic skills, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, they are taught in some cases how to heal people back here mm-hmm. on Earth, mm-hmm. heal people or heal animals or heal birds. I have two or three cases where a person has been able to pick up an injured bird lying on the ground and and hold that bird in hands and and actually healing the bird yeah. and the bird flies away. Wow. That's amazing. Three cases of that that huh. you know have come to me. So so that's wonderful. Yeah. Also um something that I think is very interesting is that uh, sometimes a child will be taken and put into a room on the spaceship and uh, sat on the floor. And there will be other children sitting on the floor too. Now, some of those are Earth children that have been taken on the same occasion. And some of them uh, will be uh, hybrid children so they look a little different and um and some of them will be extraterrestrial little children all sitting in a circle on the floor and there will be one or two adults standing nearby as if orchestrating uh, or teaching them uh, the skills and the skills are that they can move an object across from one side of the circle to the other side simply with their minds mm-hmm. without touching that object at all. So they will start with something very, very light to practice with, like mm-hmm. a small uh, feather, uh, like a bird feather, just like a very small light one and then they they learn to move that across the circle uh one child after the other you know with his or her mind and then uh they will practice on moving something a little bit heavier like maybe a small piece of paper and then the, when they have succeeded in doing that each each one of them uh, then they'll go on to a larger piece of paper and so on uh, with heavier and heavier objects. And the heaviest one that I have heard of from a person who did that as a child, uh, the heaviest one uh, was a ball, a ball. About the size of a basketball. Really? Uh-huh. Well, so that's that has some weight to it. Uh, and literally, yeah. <laughs> literally, so they do that, and then those yeah. children are um, coached in other skills too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that one, that teleportation one, is the one that I've heard about. Yeah, and about. telekinesis as well. Telekinesis. Yeah, that's yeah. we actually just uh, had. I, I'm sure you know Caroline Corey, who's done some amazing work yes. in, in this field broadly, and she uh, has actually taught uh, some classes on telekinesis. We just spoke about that with Caroline last week. So, well, oh. listen, speaking of teaching, 
This is something that I believe every mom and dad and child should know about. And this is Barbara's latest book. It's called Kids Adventures with E.T., Friends in Space. And it is long, Stories of Friendship and Learning Between Human Kids and Extraterrestrials. Look at that. And yeah. it is just glorious. This is when did this come out, Barbara? Uh, 2015. Oh, oh no, that... no, I'm sorry. No, it came out in uh, 2020. 2020. Okay, I was going to say. I thought that was because you've done something since then. Well, I know one of the books that that uh, Barbara wrote. I had the pleasure uh, of narrating. That is Meet yes. the Hybrids. Yes. Uh, Barbara co-wrote that with Miguel Mendonca. So that's still doing quite well. Meet the Hybrids. That was a really fun book to record for both of you. But this is your latest effort. This is your yes. latest effort. And we're actually yes. going to be going next door to talk about it uh, at the Patreon after show. What well, really want to dig in, Barbara, to why this is an important book. It's a children's book and we think light and it doesn't really have a lot of heaviness to it. Well, as I'm talking to many parents and even some children who are talking about their own experiences, and we can't necessarily say that all of them are of extraterrestrial, uh, of that realm. Many may be. And there are a lot of parents that are perplexed as to what to do. Maybe they're not listening. And this is the kind of book, Barbara, that I think can help. So I want to take this next door. We're going to talk. We're going to dig into this book. She's going to show us some pictures. Maybe she'll hold up the book for us during the after show. And okay. uh, and let's talk about some ways that you can get this book out to more people because I think it's really important. So Barbara, stay tuned. We're going to sign off. This is a short segment today. We're going to sign off on the main show. Meet us next door so we can talk about this great book. If you have a child that is exhibiting qualities or maybe telling you stories about their, quote, imaginary friends, this is a conversation you're going, going to want to hear, Journeyers, because it may be a little bit deeper than you think. So join us next door. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.